With all the advances in medicine and science, the rates of cardiovascular disease, diabetes and cancer are skyrocketing. Diseases that were almost unheard of a century ago are now pandemics. Why? What's going on? I'm Bernie Diamond, and thank you so much for joining me again on Christianity Works. Today we're kicking off a new series of messages called Healthy Living to a Ripe Old Age because God is interested in the whole person, all of us, spirit, soul and body. So let's get into God's Word. That's right, we're going to talk about some things that aren't in the Bible in this series. And as a Bible teacher, that's something I've struggled with a lot in planning and preparing these messages. Just for a few programs, we're going to do something that I, as a Bible teacher, very, very rarely do. Because there is something going on in our world that you won't find in the Bible. Obesity, metabolic syndrome, cardiovascular disease, diabetes and cancer. That's not to say that they didn't exist back in biblical times. With medical knowledge as it was a few millennia ago, of course, when someone died, let's say, of a heart attack or stroke, they didn't know what the cause was back then. People just died. But by late in the 19th century and the early 20th century, we knew how to identify these diseases. It's just that they didn't exist. In the early part of the 20th century, just two or 3,000 Americans each year would die of cancer. Today, that number is over 650,000 people every year. And it's only that low because medical science has come up with ways of reducing the morbidity rate of those who have a myocardial infarction. That is, to you and me, a heart attack. The rates of heart disease are in fact much higher still, with up to a third of the population of an average westernised industrialised country suffering from some debilitating effect of cardiovascular disease. If you were an Australian or an American at the turn of the 20th century, your chances of being obese were remote, around 1 in 25. Today, that same person, well, your chance of being an obese adult in a developed country is around 1 in 3 and climbing. People, something terrible is going on here and we need to talk about it. I am someone who all his life has struggled with his weight. I used to weigh 110 kilograms. That's about 240 pounds. And I'm not what you'd call exactly that tall. My problem was I was just always hungry. I lost lots of weight lots of times, but I always stacked it back on again. So in my early 50s, I decided three things. Firstly, all these low-fat, high-exercise diets hadn't worked for the whole of my life. Second... If I didn't do something about it, given what my blood tests and my doctor were telling me, I was going to be dead sooner rather than later. And third, I had to go and find out the answer. Why was I constantly hungry? How could I change my appetite and how could I live a healthy lifestyle at a healthy weight? Now, I'm not alone in this. There are huge numbers of people in that very same place. So I went and did the research. And I found out the answers, which, by the way, were contrary to what my doctor was telling me. And without much effort, I changed my diet in such a way that my appetite reduced dramatically. And my friend, once your appetite reduces, losing weight requires almost no willpower at all. If you're not hungry as much, guess what? You don't eat as much. What happened to me? Well, here it is. I lost 25 kilos. That's about 55 pounds 
over a year and a half slowly. The fatty liver syndrome, a precursor to cirrhosis and then cancer that I'd suffered from all my life, well, it just went away. And my doctor is amazed at the cholesterol, triglyceride and blood sugar readings that are showing up in my blood these days. He's never seen such a drastic improvement in such a short time. So here's what I'm going to do. These next few episodes of Christianity Works, I'm going to share very simply and plainly my journey from obesity to health. It's a journey that left behind all those starvation diets because I found out that what I needed to do was wind the clock back on the Western diet and remove the things that were causing my problem and eat a diet that's healthy, that I enjoy, that gives me the energy I thought I never had. No fads, no starvation, no rocket science. God has given you and me the most amazing bodies. And as it turns out, this is the only body that I'm ever going to get on this earth, and it's the only body that you're ever going to get on this earth. It's time to start looking after them. And I'd like to share how to do that with you today and over the next few episodes. I'm Bernie Diamond, and you're listening to Christianity Works. Way too many people in this world are carrying way too much weight And that's led to a global pandemic of metabolic syndrome, diabetes, heart attack and stroke. But it needn't be that way. Armed with a few simple facts, it turns out to be much easier than you might think to lose the weight you need to lose and keep it off permanently. That's why I'd love to send you a free copy of our latest life application booklet. It's called Five Secrets for Losing Weight and Keeping It Off to help you live a healthy life. To a ripe old age. To request your free copy, visit ChristianityWorks.com and you'll see that offer right there toward the top of the homepage. Click on it, pop in your name and email, and that e-booklet will be winging its way to your inbox in just seconds. Again, that web address is ChristianityWorks.com. The body we live in is something that we take largely for granted. It's just, well, it's there. It's been there as long as we can remember, and sometimes we live as though it's going to be there forever. But this body that you and I are encapsulated in isn't going to go on forever. You know what they say, there are two certainties in life, death and taxes. One day your body and one day my body will quite literally give up the ghost. Over the last couple of years, I've been doing a lot of reading about diet and food, and in particular, our digestive system, how we process food. I'm now in my mid-50s, and for most of my adult life, as I've said, I've been struggling with my weight. You get into your mid-50s, and you know that you're getting to the pointy end of this whole healthy eating living thing, because it's at this stage that many people suffer heart attacks, discover they have diabetes, end up with cancer, have a stroke... The three big killers in Western society and in any country that's adopted elements of the Western diet. We're going to talk a lot about these things over the coming few episodes of this program. But today we're going to kick off by just realising how utterly amazing your body is. If you're going to head to a healthier lifestyle, which many people need to do, there's this decision that each one of us needs to make about how we eat, how we live, how we exercise and how we sleep. Healthy living is a deliberate decision that we need to make. And when we do, all of a sudden, within just a couple of weeks, we start feeling so much better that we can't even imagine going back to the old ways of living. And part of making that decision is realising how incredibly precious this body is that we're living in. So, So let's kick off by taking a look 
at just a handful of amazing facts about your body. Are you ready? Here we go. Did you know that you produce 25 million new cells every second, 24 by 7 for the whole of your life? 25 million! That's more than the population of Australia. And each of the 2.5 trillion red blood cells in your body can circumnavigate your whole body in under 20 seconds. Your nerve impulses travel at over 400 kilometres or 250 miles per hour and just one sneeze generates a wind gust of 166 kilometres or 100 miles per hour. Today, your heart will beat around 100,000 times or in an average lifetime of around 75 years, that's about 2.75 billion times. And your lungs, with a surface area big enough to cover a tennis court, will inhale today around 2 million litres or half a million gallons of air each and every day without you ever even having to think about it. Did you know that your eyes can distinguish over a million different colours and take in more information than even the largest telescope we've ever built? I'm presuming that's the Hubble telescope out there in space. And as if that weren't enough, your nose is your own personal air conditioning system. It warms cold air, it cools hot air, it filters out impurities. Just take a look at your hand for a moment. In just one square inch in the middle of your hand, you have about nine feet of blood vessels, 600 pain sensors, 9,000 nerve endings, 36 heat sensors, and 75 pressure sensors. And when you touch something, those sensors send a message to your brain at around 200 kilometres or 125 miles per hour. Your eyebrows, do you know what they're for? They are there to keep the sweat out of your eyes. And you make around one litre of saliva every day. And if you were able to stretch all the DNA in your body from end to end, it would be enough to take you to the sun and back almost 700 times. And I haven't even begun to talk about the amazing chemical factory that your body is. It has the most finely tuned, complex processes that scientists and medicos are really only beginning to understand. Systems for regulating temperature, for complex body functions like appetite and sleep. Do you know that science doesn't even yet fully understand what sleep is all about? They have theories, but they don't actually know. And all of this lives in a body that is made up 70% of plain, simple water, H2O. My friend, we have just scratched the surface in these last few minutes of how amazing your body is. Go ahead, look in the mirror. This is you that we've been talking about here. Your body, the one that you've been given, the only one that you've been given, as a matter of fact. And as amazing and robust as this body of yours is, it is also incredibly fragile. If you lose use of the main chemical factory in your body, your liver, you have about seven hours of life left to live, because without it, you can't function. Yet a rapidly increasing proportion of our society, particularly those who are overweight, have fatty liver syndrome, which can lead to cirrhosis, which can lead to cancer of the liver. All totally preventable. Somewhere between 60 and 80% of adults in developed economies are overweight or obese. That's up from around 20% at the beginning of the 20th century, just 100 years. And right there, you have heart disease, diabetes and an increased risk of cancer. People, something has to give. This finely tuned, precious, complex, glorious body in which you live needs some looking after. Now, perhaps you're one of the small minority of people who exercise, who have a healthy weight and who are eating the right sorts of food. Chances are you're not. 
And over these coming few episodes, we are going to be chatting about how you can start to look after this amazing body that God's given you, how you can get into healthy living and increase the odds of you living to a ripe old age. In fact, of you living to a healthy ripe old age. Is that just a bit interesting, moderately interesting to you? The way our society and our health is headed, people, something has to give. And what I'm hoping is that it's not your body that's going to give up the ghost sooner rather than later. What I'm hoping is that over these coming few episodes of the program, we can talk about some things that will get you excited about healthy eating and healthy living. Because not only is your body going to thank you for it, but if you're someone who knows you need to do something about this, you are going to feel so much better. So much. That's a promise. It should be no surprise that we have an amazing body because it was handcrafted by God himself. He designed it, he made it, and he gifted it to each one of us. My body to me, your body to you. It is a precious, precious thing. The more I study and learn about the human body, the more I marvel at the faith required for an atheist to say there is no God. I mean, really, if there is no God, how did these finely tuned, complex systems and feedback loops and balancing mechanisms and protective mechanisms happen in our bodies? By chance? (laughs) That takes a level of faith that I simply don't have. The psalmist had it right when in Psalm 139 he wrote, For it was you who formed my inward parts. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. That I know very well. My frame wasn't hidden from you, O God, when it was being made its secret, intricately woven together in the depths of the earth. Your eyes beheld my unformed substance, and in your book were written all the days that were formed for me when none of them as yet existed. How weighty to me are your thoughts, O God, how vast is the sum of them. And it is not an unreasonable thing for God to want us to look after that amazing body that he's gifted to each one of us, a body that is absolutely essential to the life that we live. God has a plan for you. He has a plan for me, plans that if we abuse our bodies with an unhealthy lifestyle are simply not going to be realized. So we're going to be talking about how, how anybody can live a healthy lifestyle. No brutal diets, no fads, just a simple, healthy way of eating and living that certainly has changed my life and might just change yours as well. I'm Bernie Diamond and you're listening to Christianity Works. As we take this short break, I'd like to tell you about a free daily resource that I'd love to send you to help you draw closer to God. It's called Fresh. Each day you'll receive a powerful scripture verse together with some words of inspiration, hope and encouragement. And the best news is that it's completely free, delivered right to your inbox each and every day where you can choose to read, listen or watch the daily video. It's completely up to you. God's Word, fresh for you each day. To receive your free devotional, just jump on the website, freshdevotional.org. You'll see the Fresh e-devotional sign-up waiting right there for you. As a bonus, I'll also send you a free copy of the e-book, How Can I Hear God Speak to Me? So head across to that website and sign up to receive Fresh. I pray that your heart will be touched and transformed as you draw ever closer to Jesus through his word. And again, that web address, in case you missed it, is freshdevotional.org. So go ahead, 
Head across to the website, sign up to receive fresh, and we pray that your heart will be touched and transformed as you draw ever closer to Jesus through his word. So as we chat about living a healthy lifestyle, I know what some people are thinking. There's this guilt thing going on because you know that you're carrying a bunch of extra weight and you know that that's because you put too much of the wrong stuff into your mouth and you don't exercise. Am I right? And so you're sitting there squirming, not just guilty, but hopeless because you've tried every diet that there is under the sun and nothing has ever worked. If you're wondering how I know that, it's because I've been there too. Here's my dark little secret. All my life, until a couple of years ago, I have struggled with my weight. As a child, as an adult, in fact, I have lost more than 20 kilograms at least seven times in my life. Now, if you still measure weight by the pound, that's around 45 pounds. And each time, other than the last time, I've put it all back on again. Hey, I starved myself, I did low-fat diets, I exercised until I wore my feet out to become little stubs. I tried everything, and each time I put the weight back on. Now, what drove me nuts about all of this was the fact that I'm an incredibly self-disciplined, focused, outcome-oriented kind of guy. See, when I set my mind to do something, I pretty much always achieve it, as evidenced by the fact that I've lost over 20 kilograms more than seven times in my life. That takes a lot of willpower. And yet, I'm being completely transparent with you here, each time I put it back on again. The question you have to ask yourself is why? And I'll tell you why. It's because I was always hungry. And when you're always hungry, you eat. But why was I always hungry? That's what was driving me to distraction. I mean, there had to be a reason. It turns out that there was, and there is, and it's that reason, the root cause of obesity, that we're going to talk about right now. And to do that, we need to take a historical perspective. What, if anything, has changed over time in terms of our eating habits and our health outcomes? That's not an unreasonable question to ask, because it may give us a clue as to the cause of the skyrocketing increase in obesity and its health outcomes, heart disease, diabetes and some forms of cancer, over the last century or so. Well, some things have changed. They've changed dramatically. According to the author of the book Sweet Poison, David Gillespie, in 1910, just over one in five US adults was overweight, and fewer than one in five of those was obese. So out of the total population, one in 25 were obese. Just a century later, two out of every three adults is overweight. So it's gone from 20% of adults being overweight to almost 70% of adults being overweight. And half of those who are overweight today are people who are now obese. So now one third of the whole population is obese. Writes Gillespie, in just a 100 years, the chances of a given US adult being overweight have gone from very unlikely to highly probable, and the trend is accelerating. If it continues, by 2036, a person with a normal body mass index will be as rare as an eight-leaf clover. And in Australia, our statistics are just as shocking, as they are in any country that is living on a westernised diet. See, this is a dramatic change. And remember, back then, a century ago, there simply was no concept of a low-fat diet. You understand that. There were no so-called healthy margarines. People ate lard and dripping and bacon and eggs for breakfast. Yet back then, very few people were overweight. And today, the majority are. 
are you starting to get the feeling that this is not making sense? And here's another fact. Did you know that heart disease was almost unknown back then? In fact, it wasn't until the mid-1920s that cardiology became a speciality. Now, to be sure, life expectancy has gone up in Western societies. In the US, before 1900, 75% of all Americans died before the age of 65. Today, more than 70% will live to be over 70. That comes from a dramatic eradication of many diseases like polio and typhoid and a bunch of those diseases that used to kill people en masse but now are almost unheard of. And yet the deadly irony of all of this is that heart disease, which was virtually unheard of at the beginning of the 20th century, is today the single greatest killer in the Western world. It will kill over 650,000 Americans this year. Those facts beg the question, what's changed? And it confounds logic that more medicos aren't asking that same question. Some are. But most of the medical community seems to me to be focused on treating the symptoms of the problem, on treating heart disease, something that they're doing quite well because the death rate from heart disease is falling. But they're not asking how can we eliminate heart disease altogether. Since it's only a product of the 20th and the 21st century, how can we get rid of it? The answer to what causes heart disease lies in the research of a naval physician, Dr Cleave, who came up with a rule of 20 years. Cleve made a careful study of hospital records in third world nations, mainly in Africa. And what struck him was that virtually no single native came down with common diseases of Western cultures, such as obesity, diabetes and heart disease. Those diseases weren't merely less frequent. They were virtually non-existent. His research further led him to conclude that the culprit was the Western diet, which was high in refined carbohydrates, sugar, white flour, and so on. Conducting further research, Cleve observed that about 20 years after a society introduces refined carbohydrates into its diet, diabetes and heart disease will simultaneously begin to appear. If you'd like to know more, Google Cleve's Rule of 20 Years. Cleve is spelt C-L-E-A-V-E. Cleve found that the average inhabitant of the British Isles was consuming just 7 kilograms or 15 pounds of sugar in 1817. By 1955, that had grown to around 50 kilograms or 110 pounds. And today, Australians and Americans are consuming upwards of 70 kilograms or 150 plus pounds of sugar every year. That doesn't count the other refined carbohydrates like chips and rice and flour and bread and cakes and all that. Now, the medicos will tell you, quite simply, that all those refined carbohydrates are turning our bloodstream into porridge. You may have heard the term atherosclerosis, which literally means porridge of the arteries, and it's killing us in droves. The thing that distinguishes the so-called Western diet from traditional diets is not the fat content. Inuits in Alaska traditionally only ate meat and fat, yet they had zero heart disease. The thing that distinguishes the Western diet is the high refined carbohydrate content, and people, that is killing us. Let me prove the point to you about the increase of refined carbohydrate content. Question, how many times does the word sugar appear in the Bible? I'll tell you, exactly zero times, because sugar wasn't known back then. Sweet cane is mentioned three times, but as an exotic delicacy from a far-off land. Jeremiah chapter 6, verse 20, says of what used to me is frankincense that come from Sheba or sweet cane from a distant land. 
The other sweet thing was honey, but you kind of had to fight the bees for that, and it was a rare delicacy. And finally, fruit, but then only in season, and only if you lived nearby the apple tree in question. Sweet things were very, very rare until the end of the 19th century. In fact, historically, that's been true until sugar went into mass production in the late 19th and early 20th century to support, of all things, cocoa and chocolate sales. The first can of fruit juice, which is effectively sugar separated from the fibre, didn't go on sale in Australia until the late 1950s. So if we want to track the cause of this rapid acceleration in Western diseases, we need only correlate the increase in consumption of refined carbohydrates with the increase in cardiovascular disease, diabetes and obesity. My biggest secret in getting back into good health again, including the loss of 25 kilograms, is drastically reducing the refined carbohydrates in my diet. People, you might think that's extreme, radical. Everything in balance is the answer. Bernie, are you crazy? And I guess in the context of our sugar-laden culture, it does seem extreme. But in an historical context, it's the sugar-laden diet that most of us are eating that's in fact extreme. And people, it's killing us. It's killing us in droves. That's pretty much all we have time for today. But before I go, there's something very important that I need to share with you. See, our passion here at Christianity Works is to see your life powerfully transformed as you draw ever closer in a rich, dynamic relationship with Jesus. So let me encourage you to check out the treasure trove of practical, relevant, life-changing Bible teaching available at ChristianityWorks.com. It's full of free resources to help you draw closer to God so that you can become all that he made you to be. So dive into the Media Lounge to watch our weekly Christianity Works television broadcast or the daily fresh devotional videos. Everything's been conveniently categorized so that you can filter the content to quickly lay hold of just the teaching that you need for whatever you happen to be going through today. With all my heart, I know that Jesus wants to have a powerful impact on your life to bring you his joy, his peace, and his power. So go on, head across to our website, ChristianityWorks.com. I'm Bernie Diamond. I'll catch you again same time next week with another message of God's love, God's grace, and God's power for each one of us in Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ.